From Connects Media, this is Atlanta Born and Brand. I'm your host, Jonathan Hilliard. Atlanta Born and Brand is a show all about businesses built right here in the capital of the South. But more importantly, it's a show about their founders. We wanted to find some of the city's most interesting entrepreneurs and creators, hear about their challenges, successes, and how they built a brand that will last. In 2014, Phil Sanders founded Foster, a community space where artists, creatives, and entrepreneurs could gather and support one another. From here, the idea of Citizen Supply was born. Citizen Supply officially opened in Pont City Market in 2015 as one of the first tenants on the second floor. Today, the shop offers a plethora of handmade goods and serves to connect the community with local makers and artists. Listen in as we talk with Phil about making the leap from Foster to Citizen Supply and the highs and lows of growing a retail business. All right, Phil, welcome in, my friend. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us today. How is everything? Yeah, I, um, I'm, everything is still like, it's like a combination right now, right? Like yeah. light at the end of the tunnel from 2020, but you kind of just don't know how far away that light is and kind of the, uh, the obstacles to come to get there. So, um, so I'd say like all in all good, grateful, you know, just really thankful just to continue to be standing with the business and everything. And, um, yeah, I'm just kind of in the present moment. Are you like me, man? And, and we've gotten after pandemic, we've gotten a little like afraid to get excited about things. Um, we've had this, or at least I have, I have had this perspective of it can all change like in the, in the snap of your fingers, you know, that's always been the case, but just the reality of what COVID has done to us as a community and as business owners, are you feeling that too? Or is that just me? Yeah, no, I think, um, you know, I was talking about this with the team just yesterday is like, there is a sense of like, just kind of PTSD, you know, and it's a real thing. Like, I mean, everybody got rocked in kind of a different way. And I think that even within our company, like the company got rocked and then it's like everybody within got rocked personally, you know, in whatever scenario they were in. So I think for me, yeah, I think that, you know, we, we definitely, um, have that feeling, but we're like, it's a choice to really think like, Hey, we, we think that there's a season of joy coming and we're big believers and just kind of like, you don't like will what you want into reality, but just Mm -hmm. really like what you pursue a lot of times you get. So as a team, you know, we just were trying to really see the bright side of things sure. and focus on that because it's just so easy to be like to get dark, you know, or to yeah. get like in that space. Yeah. And so you really have mm-hmm. to battle. Um, and so I think that that's what we're trying to do as a team and um, keep on that momentum and, and, and find the wins and just celebrate those. That's good, man. That's encouraging to, to hear you guys thinking like that. And I think too, just, you know, spring like a time of renewal for all of us. I'm, I'm looking forward to what that looks like here, here in the city. And I'm, I'm sure you are too, but so let's dive into this thing, man. Citizen supply has become, um, you know, such a, a destination for a lot of folks at Pond City Market. Uh, and so we're excited to talk to you about the building of that, but I wanted to talk kind of leading up to that first You're You're a guy who's sort of been in this, ecosystem for a while, even before citizen supply. So talk to me about, um, you know, what, what type of roots you've got, you know, in the, in the neighborhood and in Atlanta and how you sort of, you know, pre-citizen supply 
sort of worked your way, you know, through life to the point where you guys uh, went on that venture? Totally. Yeah. I mean, I started out like right out of college. Well, right out of college, I was a barista at Starbucks, but after mm -hmm. that, you know, pretty quick, I was, um, I got into photography, both my wife and I did, and we did that for about five years. Um, and I was always kind of really wanting, um, more than just something that was like freelance or whatever. Like I always wanted to build it, like be a part of a team, build a team, build a community, all of that, something like kind of public facing. And so after that, or even during photography, we did a co-working space um, downtown and we called it um, Foster ATL. Mm -hmm. And it was really based around initially just like me and my friends, like photographers, graphic designers, you know, videographers or, you know, kind of these self-starters, just a common place to meet. And, you know, when you're, 26, 25, you kind of had this utopia feeling of like, we're going to get in there and just basically kumbaya, like it'll all fix itself. And, you know, and I, and I just like real quick, we launched that thing and you're just like, shit, you know, like there are bills to pay for this space we rented right. and I got my name on it. So, you know, I think that that was really the turning point for me. Um, you know, we, we, we were in East Atlanta and we, we started a community in East Atlanta or not started, we were a part of one. Um, and then with Foster, it was kind of like, the addition to it but that really was a entrepreneur because of just like I think once you have like that real responsibility then you get can you kind of get called onto a different path so mm. with that we started doing we had a studio space at that foster space and we started doing these um these like maker or like these you know marketplaces and we do them once a quarter and it was just like and and I think that was the first time where I it really opened my eyes to how much fun it was to be to bring both the creator and the public, you know, the community together and just kind of have an experience. And so, you know, we, we did the whole typical food truck, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, we just did a few of those and that wasn't before long that Ponce kind of came knocking on our door literally mm -hmm. and just kind of was seeing if we wanted to do that full on at Ponce New Market. We were like a stone's throw away from Ponce at the time. Um, but yeah, you know, we, we, our Atlanta journey has been, I think it's been awesome. Like, I think that right when we, so we, I grew up um, North, I, like North Scythe area. Um, and so when we, me and my wife moved downtown, I feel like we came to the city right when a lot of things like restaurants, you know, all these things started to really develop. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's been really, really cool. And it's also been very, very crazy to see just how much has been done in sure. just the past, you know, 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been quite a decade for the city, mm -hmm. without a doubt. Um, so, talk to me about a little bit more about Foster and sure. the lessons you learned. You know, you talk about that you know realization of oh man, this is this is a little more than what I anticipated. Go, dive deeper in, into that. What were the challenges um, you know that Foster presented that, that maybe you know, we're sharpening your skills or preparing you for what you guys are doing now at, at Citizen, Citizen Supply. And uh, what is it, you know, what was it about Foster in a positive way that gave you something, you know, that you could really hold on to and say, hey, I'm taking this concept and, and moving it wherever I go next? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think the hardest thing, like I'm really good at just jumping in, like jumping in and starting something, mm -hmm. you know, like I can get the thing going and, um, you know, Foster, when I talk about that commit, you know, to like you open it and now you have people depending on you to deliver something that consistency of a workspace, you know, cleanliness, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and I think that just you have that expectation, you have that like consistency you need to hit 
And at the same time, you need to be constantly developing your business or, or what you've got going on. And so it was that. And when it's just you doing it, I think it's a very hard space to be in because hmm. you're you, executing and strategy. You kind of, for me, I have to be in two completely different spaces, like mentally for that. Like one is creative and you got to be on your A game. And then the other is like the execution, just like making sure it's like black and white, the same thing every time, all the time. So I think from a, um, I think Foster for a lot of it was that. And then also, you know, once you have, you know, customers that you are like, this was one of our lessons. Mm -hmm. I'm like literally sitting in the desk across from them, you know, just being that revolving door. It was just a really um, great learning lesson on just like how to be in it with other people like where sure. like one success is everybody's success in the sense that like we're all are sharing this environment and um you know to that point i think what it really showed me too is like like this common place like is is what so many people crave like a place that they can just like you know citizen was started as a platform and it still is but it's you know foster was this spot where it's like multiple people came into that every day and that that was their place and you kind of got to and it can sway and ebbs and flows with their life and their businesses. Yeah. Um, and I think that was really cool because again, me being a, a quick start, like a jump in, do it. You miss out sometimes on the benefits of that kind of steady plotting. I'm with you. You're with me every day, you know, yeah. and there's a satisfaction in having that. Um, but yeah, I think foster again, like that was me kind of cutting my teeth on just, um, like I said, having my name to a lease and just mm. like having that long-term commitment that I couldn't just abandon ship, but it was like, no, 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 you've got to figure this out. Like good, bad, or ugly. Like how do we make right. this work and, and, and get people to want to be involved in it? So, you know, I'll, I don't know if that answers the question. I think that it's yeah, a very absolutely. nasty process for sure. Well, and I think, you know, a lot of us as starters, sometimes, um, you know, you talked about being super willing to dive in. Um, we can, we can get allured by, you know, the next pivot or the next start. Uh, and so having that experience where, like you said, it's not like, you know, two months in, you can say, okay, well, maybe this isn't exactly what I thought, but yeah, let's try something a little different. It was no, you've, like you said, you signed your name to a lease. So for a finite amount of time, it's let's figure it out. Let's sink or swim type of a type of a deal. So that's a valuable lesson for sure. Um, Talk about those markets uh, and the relationships with those makers and those vendors. Um, was that, you know, you, you alluded to it, but the interactions that, that you have to have to, with those folks to organize that and then also figure out, okay, how do I turn this into, you know, something that doesn't happen just quarterly, but is a, you know, viable long-term sustainable business that is beneficial on both sides. What was that? process like for you? Is it something, you know, I'm sure you're still, you know, tweaking and, and, um, you know, tinkering with that idea at, uh, at Citizen Supply, but talk about that interaction between you and the makers and how that's evolved. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it in the beginning was just, we had a place that was empty on the weekends. Hey, to this group of people, do y'all want to get together, you know, and set up shop for a weekend. And we just invite people in to do this. Um, you know, and so it was less of a plan and more of an idea. And I think that it really showed me that people are down to just kind of risk it 
especially with the more people that are involved with it. And, you know, so I think for me, you know, I, I just knew a few people and then they brought in their crew, you know, and they are their, you know, the maker that they knew and also, so I wasn't this, I wasn't super deep in with a lot of makers. It was more of like, I had a few that were also close to other group of makers and they just came in and then, you know, and it's just, I, I'm telling you, it's, it's crazy when you walk into a, an area of unknown, like a space where you don't know, like you just, you just start meeting the people you need to meet and it all kind of comes together when you're pursuing that vision. And so um, I think that that was, and that's kind of how citizen started. Like I have zero retail background. Like I worked at Abercrombie and Fitch one holiday season because they hired me as a sophomore in high school in the food (laughs) hall. You know what I'm saying? Like I quit like two weeks later. So that's my retail experience. And I think that like, you know, but I, I just had this, like, I'm like, well, if it can work in this 2000 square foot studio space, Mm. you know, this is like part ignorance and part, again, quick start is like, surely it can work in 12,000 square feet of like this badass development downtown. Like I I know it can. And so, but the how, like how it works is what we've been tweaking for five years. Like, it's like, you know, the platform can work, but all the ins and outs systems and processes are what is painstaking. Uh, Foster days. um, And we call that, pop up in good company. And so we still kind of, we still do that. Like right now, currently in citizen, you know, when COVID hit and we had to close the store down, you know, we still have our bar closed, the likewise bar, and they had a lounge with that. So we moved all the lounge out and we, we brought in good company back to fill that space. And that is really kind of like what we focus on to, because a lot of our brands are, they, they do it full time, but in good company, a lot of times it's it's a little bit more loose, right? So like people that are, it's more of a, a craft or a hobby or things like that. Sure. They're just getting started. It. It's like less pressure. Um, and so we brought that back. So it's still like at our roots that like, we're not afraid to just try something new and something that's like, you know, like, Hey, let's just do this and see what happens. And that's what in good company at Foster was, was like, let's just see. And then people showed up and it was awesome. Right. And it was enough to keep, you know, to fuel the fire. Right. Yeah, well, and the the cool thing about that too is for the the makers, it's a super low risk, um, you know, scenario for them of getting plugged into a new network, you know, not having to set up a brick and mortar, you know, storefront, but having the opportunity to you know showcase your stuff, uh, you know, at the time, like you said, quarterly, but now at at Citizen Supply, you're pr- providing you know an even greater opportunity for makers to say, hey forget paying the the rent on your own 12,000 square foot space, you know, start here where the brand is built of people walking through the door and you can be a happy accident for folks that then all of a sudden start to build brand loyalty by, by seeing, you know, your products on the shelf in there. So it's a cool transition that you made there. Um, tell me the early conversations with the developers at, at Ponce, what were they looking for? Uh, you know, initially, how close does that look to, to what you guys look like now or what it, what Citizen Supply ended up being? And and just for you, you know, when, when you get reached out to like that, what's the initial, you know, thought process? Is it, oh, man, like, yeah, let's do this. Or is it, crap, can I pull this off on that, on that larger scale? <laughs> I mean, it's all the things. We could talk yeah. about this for probably a week. But, um, sure. no, I mean, I thought – I was getting evicted. That's what happened. That was my first thought is like, I was at, I was at Foster sitting at the desk and like some suits walked in. I was like, 
oh god like i don't know what's going on you know <laughs> like this is this is um oh, something is not right you know um but yeah no really it was it was during the build phase uh, or like close to the end of, of building ponds you know and they um it was 2015 around july i think when we first connected or they first connected with us and it was funny because it was like, hey, do you want to come down and, you know, see this development? And I'm like, oh, these are just great neighbors. And, you know, mm. developers don't really like send cookies to the neighbors. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so um, yeah. and I was like on the phone with my wife when I was waiting for this. They're doing like hard hat tours, like for this hard hat thing. And uh, Anna was like, that's my wife. She was like, what if they ask you to be in there? Like, there's no way. Like, there's no way, you know, like, I'm just like, what do I have to offer this thing? Um, and sure enough, they didn't give me a tour. They just walked me straight up to the space. And they're like, hey, would you want to do in good company in this? And they were kind of, they were um, talking to a few people. So we had definitely had to pitch the concept, you know, share our ideas of how we do it. So it was more of like a, like a bid, like we, we but we got it, yeah. obviously. Um, yeah. But I think that in the beginning, and again, this goes to like, they, I, I'm not, there's no shade here. It's just like, I think they were still trying to figure it out. They were trying to figure mm -hmm. out what the second floor of Ponce looked like. I mean, I think when in 2015, you had maybe just a few stores open in there, you know, like maybe a couple restaurants, like it was like the food hall was the main thing going, but there was still a lot right. left to be seen. And so um, I think they were just looking for a partner to be like, Hey, do you want, can we figure this out together? You know? Sure. Um, and so it took us, I mean, that was probably, I'd say that's the hardest I've ever worked. I don't know if that's true, but like we <laughs> launched in November, we launched four months, we launched four months later. And so we, they built it out. We got all the initial vendors for it, which was like 50, you know, hired like 30 staff. We did all this thing on that time, all the while trying to keep Foster going, you know? Um, and I, when we launched, it was one of the most unbelievable nights for me. Like it was awesome. We had thousands of people come out and um, you know, I say this all the time. It's like, you celebrate a win. Like when you have a win, you pretty much get like that yeah. night to celebrate it. And then tomorrow just, you know, hits you. Right. And so, I mean, from day one, it was just like, and we're in all that, like what I was talking about earlier, like, how does this work? Cause you know, you just, you know, these issues just start poking their heads up and you're like, like here we go. Like, this is it. So, yeah. um, you know, fast forward five and a half years and, and here we are still trying to, you know, figure it out, but we're getting better at it every day. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, Ponce has been, I mean, I, well, I citizen supply was, the first thing on the second floor so we mm. we started that and we got to see it evolved and and things move out and new things come in and so we've seen a lot of things in that market um and it and it really is just i mean kind of you just keep trying i mean i was joking with somebody the other day it's like i think it was 2017 like so 2016 was our first year and then 2017 was when the bridge you know when 85 burnt down and it was yeah. like we were starting to see this upswing and then the bridge goes down and we're like Okay. So, you know, it's just immediate because Ponce, you know, like people come from outside the perimeter all the time yeah. to Ponce. And so yeah. it's just like this, like, man, yeah, you can just never depend on really anything so much so that you'll just be fine. You just have to always gotta, you know, be okay with just the ebbs and flows, big right. and small of a biz, you know? Yeah. And you have to iterate, you know, on your concept and constantly, you know, rethink, okay, this works, this doesn't, how do we, maybe utilize this space, you know, that we were using for this one thing that's not, you know, not driving revenue or that vendor moved on, whatever it is, how do we, you know, make the next thing that goes in there even better. But totally. that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about, you know, you go from this, uh, you know, temporary market that, you know, folks setting up booths and there, there's a design element to that for sure. 
but when you're staring at the begin at the front edge of a 12,000 square feet space and you have to think how do I fill that space tell me about your process man is it do you use that uh, that sort of Rolodex of folks from in, in good company to start with and say, here's what's available? Or is, it, is that such a scale that you sort of have to start from scratch and, and you know, try to multiply that network immediately? Yeah, I mean, in good company was a good start. And then we, you know, th again, they had a network. And so it's like, you get in more and more people. I think we started, I think in good company probably had 15 like vendors. And then we started Ponce location with 46 or 47 but i mean i i mean if you look at those opening photos it was empty in there i mean and it i don't know when the first time you went through citizen was but it very boothy like here's your booth you know like felt like kind of like an antique layout you know um and so so really in the beginning it was like i think my whole thing was like let's just get it started yeah. you know and i was okay with figuring it out as I went. And I was nervous about like what that customer experience would be, right? Like somebody coming in and it would change all the time. Like, you know, this, that, and the other, because, you know, you'd have a booth and somebody that sold shirts is right here. And somebody that sold, sells pants is over there. And you're like, well, those things need to go together, you know? And so you start working <laughs> these issues like, well, who's merchandising what? So I think a lot, we just leaned into the brands initially, like let, they helped, you know, merchandise their space and how they wanted it to look and things like that. And then it can, you know, and then you get a year in, you're like, okay, actually we need to take on that because mm -hmm. cross merchandising things actually selling one things you can help sell another thing, you know, and the customer wants to see sure. things together. So, you know, it's been, it's been a very vulnerable process. And I think that, you know, what was hard is when we, a personality like mine and in, in, in kind of a lot of entrepreneurs of like, Hey, we're going to jump in and figure this out. Something like citizen supply. There's a platform that's starting where it's like 40 brands trying to figure it out together. Yeah. You know, it's like, there was a lot of things that were really hard in that first year, first couple of years that, you know, were just like, man, I wish I could go back and redo that. Um, and, but we had some great vendors that just gave us grace, you know, and, yeah. and just let us kind of like, cause it, retail is tough in general and doing new retail on the second floor where nothing else exists just yet. is like, it's, in, it's incredible. It's incredibly hard, you know? And so I think that for us, you know, what we started with, I, like I was saying in the beginning, like I was afraid that customers would be like put off by the change, but mm -hmm. over time we've actually found that that's why they continue to come back the most is like, what is different in citizen? Like yeah. how has it changed both in the physical sense, like, the layout or like the product or whatever. And I think that we, it's been ingrained into our DNA, you know, almost like subconsciously that we're like, we're okay with something not being that way forever, yeah. you know? Um, and so now we just have to figure out how to have sustainable change. Like how do you have change? It's not so like, Oh my God, we better fix this right now. But like something's like, Hey, we're going to test this out kind of figure out how it's doing and make smaller pivots and be better on the front end to put something better up front. But, you know, I think all that to say is just like citizen supply is an evolution and uh, the way it evolves is dependent upon, you know, the feedback from the vendors and the customers and our team, you know, yeah. and just some of those data points, man. Sure. Well, and, and there's, you battle a huge challenge of like you're talking about, you know, nearly 50 brands, in one space but ultimately a lot of your traffic is going to come from you establishing one brand uh, over top of that and that's citizen supply talk about the building of of your own brand with citizen supply how did you 
how'd you pick the name and how did you start to uh, work on building that brand loyalty of folks to come to citizen supply? Because let's be honest, the folks that will go to the, uh, you know, the very booth stall oriented uh, antique show is different than your, you know, target demographic in Pont city market on the belt line in the East side of Atlanta. Right. So how do you take that kind of a, concept of a you know rising tide lifts all boats type of a market but create that that brand that you feel like identifies with the folks you're trying to reach yeah and this is one of those things where like i think our brand is if you ask 100 people in atlanta what citizen supply is you might get 100 different answers yeah you know and i think that that like i mean sometimes i almost had this hobby um pre-covid of like i would just kind of like follow people around the store and just hear them talk like edit you know mm. just i'm not a creep or anything but it was just like <laughs> and I, okay so this is what's crazy about like there's like there's i could write a book on like the pont city market customer you know like because mm. on the weekends it's groups and then and every group is one person that is like the tour guide and right. this tour guide is like oh this is best cocktails are here you go get this thing here <laughs> and they would walk into citizen and they would give this like okay so citizen supply is x and i'm like I either be like laughing at how off they were or just like, it's just so funny to hear this, but I think the citizen supply brand as a platform, like there was this like initial kind of like fear-based emotion for me of like, I want to be, I want this to be known as citizen supply. And so there was, there was just this control. Like, I mean, the core issue was control, right? Like, Hmm the brand wants to be known for their brand and we want to be known for citizen supply. And I think that like, as we went on, it was like, yo, like we have to commit to this being a platform. Like you cannot, sure. we can't, we can't do this and, and, and not hold it with open hands. And so like, we've really yeah. been leaning into like, how can we just serve our vendors better? And there's still so much more to come from this. Like, I mean, it's a rising tide, but it's a slow tide, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, Cause there's a lot of things that have to happen, but the citizen supply brand, I think that like, you know, we've just kind of, as far as like brand meaning, like what's our tone, what's our voice, like all the like core values, that stuff. I think a lot of that just, it, we were so just trying to keep the lights on that it was like, it just evolved as itself, you know? And yeah. so I think now we kind of had this really cool opportunity where it's been five years and we kind of can take a beat and look back and be like, okay, like, yeah, what is the brand? And like lean into what works and like, and establish the brand off of that versus like, cause I think again, with foster, I was like, this is foster. Do you want it or do you not? You know, kind of thing. Right. Like this is the brand. And then with citizens, like we don't have time, <laughs> like, and so it sure. just evolved. And now we can, we, so we have a brand. It's more now like discovering it and, and, and leaning into it. And cause the customers have decided what the brand is, you know, like a lot of in the vendors collectively make up the brand. And so yeah. I think that it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you have to have consistency. You have to like, have boundaries as a brand. Like this is who we are. This is who we're not. But at the same time, you have to be like evolving enough to like be welcoming to new ideas and new vendors yeah. and, and a new customer. So, you know, I think that that's kind of like where we're at as a business right now is like, we've just gotten, you know, this, the front five years have just been insane, you know? And, but at the same time, there's no way they couldn't be right. Like right. there's, there's no way. And so now it's like, as we look to like, well, how do we grow our team? Like all these consistencies, it's like to, to do that, you have to be like, okay, this is what, you know, citizen supply is. And when we define that, it's great to have like 
for instance, our, you know, director of product has been there since day one. And so I can go and talk to her and be like, well, what do you think about this? And she gives me insight based on full five years, you know, and it's yeah. so good. So, I mean, it's crazy to see that um, and hear that, but um, yeah, I think citizen supply as a platform is just, you know, we, it's some combination of like, it's everything and it's one thing. And we don't ever want that to change, you know? And yeah. also we have 200 vendors right now. We don't, we don't have 47 anymore. So 200. there's, two, there's wow. 200 total on the floor um, represented and, and we're super pumped about that. Yeah, that's amazing, man. And I think it, there's this sort of fascinating element too of if you guys are being successful and doing and sort of fulfilling your goal, Citizen Supplies brand will sort of morph over time as the city changes, you know, and as the city, as different parts of culture, you know, sort of uh, rise and fall over the years, you know, as different uh, makers or even, you know, different sort of technologies and neighborhoods kind of evolve. You guys, you know, the, the nice thing about, you know, having so many people sort of invested in that brand is your brand sort of reflects you know, the culture of those people in it, which is super cool because that, I mean, that keeps it interesting for you, right? Like 15 years from now, maybe it's a, a completely different vibe and you've got the flexibility to, to sort of live that, which is, which is awesome. Um, I want to provide a little bit of value for the listeners, Phil, that um, are in this retail space of somebody who came from, you know, you talked about photography, uh, uh, you know, co-working, you dive into this retail world, you know, with, I'm sure looking back on it now, you think, man, I could not have had less experience, you know, as practical for me to do this than I did starting out. What, what are the like most valuable things or maybe one most valuable thing for you from a retail standpoint that you've learned in five years of what it takes to, to have success in that sort of a format? Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm a big proponent of like the weaknesses of your company or the weaknesses of the owner, you know, like, so, yeah. and, and strengths <laughs> yeah. and weaknesses. Right. So I think first and foremost, um, you know, at the entrepreneur, really good mentors. Like I've always had mentors like since I was 16 and like, I mean, people that like you have your like little piece of paper, you're like, Hey, I'll allow these people to speak into my life and they can call out certain things or whatever. Like you yeah. can kind of show them anything. And I, I had a few of those that were just as far as like the business and my, and me as like a leader, like they would, they were really pivotal as you were, we were going through these valleys and mountains and all this stuff. Um, and I think second to that is just really incredibly healthy relationships. I'd say like, as an entrepreneur, you just really need like one to three people that aren't mentors, but like spouse, best friend, somebody that has like a key stake in your life and you have a key stake in their life. They can just be like a safe haven away from the business because like somebody that's like in it for you. Right. Because I mean, I don't know if I'm the only one that does this, but I go in there and I, I put everybody's expectations on me, not necessarily doing that, but I'm like, yeah. Oh, here's their expectations for what citizens to be like as a customer. And this is their expectations for the business I should be building for my staff and all this stuff. And I think that that can be, that can make things 10 times overwhelming Yeah. on the retail side. 
like nobody or any business, but like nobody knows everything. And so I, I've been finding it extremely valuable to just really connect with um, like my new thing is, is connecting with um, like there's a lot of consultants out there and just connecting with a consultant that can share with me some insights that are based at a much higher level than maybe I'm in, in the weeds every day. So like mm. industry trends and what's on the market and things like that. Cause you'd be surprised surprise like like trends are are the most fascinating things like we could have a really slow sales day at Ponce and then my friend that has a shop like you know in Buckhead would be like man I had a slow day today too so it's like there is this weird thing that happens that's kind of like that ties everything together and so to get on that higher level uh, of just conversation is really really pivotal and it gets your brain like when I was talking about that execution versus strategic like it gets your brain up in this like what's the core issue? What, how do I need to be creatively problem solving these things and all that? Um, that was huge. Um, you know, and I say this too, like, you know, our director of product, Sally, she's been with us from day one. I'd say she, one thing that really made that relationship work was just like allowing there to be continual development of your team and like giving them insight and say, and trust and being okay with failure, you know, or, or whatever. Cause it's like, we're not, I'm not perfect. They're not going to be perfect. And just like, again, be okay with that process. Because again, I think people, vendors, staff, they just want to have that shared, not risk, but they, they want stakeholders in their lives and you want to be stakeholders in someone else's life. So that's been really good, you know, and I do think like even during the pandemic, like we really had to just focus on our team. Like it was just like mental health, how is, how and show up for that. That was so much more, um, of a lift then it was a daily lift. Cause you know, there's times where it was like information was changing daily, you know? Yeah. Um, and with our vendors though, we just had like our line out there. Like if you need us, we're here, like all this stuff. And we didn't realize just even how much that line was so much different than a lot of retailers that just went silent. So I think that from a, from an entrepreneurship, from a retailer standpoint, if you're, if you're both like a, a retail entrepreneur, it's just like leaning into to the issues like you'll find I think I, I find more peace more satisfaction more of like the things that I need as a person when I just get in like okay how can this get better this like this situation yeah. sucks like what do you need from me and I think many times it's not as big as a thing as you think your your brain is like made it into being sure. so again I, I kind of went on a tangent but there, there's just a combination of a lot of things and nobody's perfect so really I think a lot of it is hey, you know, let's just really have an outcome-based mindset. Like what's the outcome that I want with whatever it is versus right. like a victim base? Because if you're a victim, you know, if you're putting yourself as like, oh, all this stuff is happening to me hmm. versus like, hey, I want to have this outcome. And again, that's what I'm talking about, like leaning in, like let's get in this and it'll be messy, but the outcome is more, is going to be easier to achieve that way than if we're like constantly just like, you know, reactive and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I love the human element. That's a part of all those things you just talked about. So it's like mentors, you know, we need people who know more than we do in our lives, you know, people, uh, you know, disconnected from a like financial stake in the business that you can go to as a place of refuge, you know, as a place you can vent one day, you can celebrate like you already talked about, you know, with mm -hmm. people who love you because you're you, not because you're the owner of Citizen Supply. You know, that's important too. And then leaning into the relationships with the people that you're working into the business, 
in the business with and not separating business from just being a decent human being and being honest with people, being open with people and, and saying, Hey, this is where we are. Like you said, keep that line open. That's good stuff, man. Um, well, let's, let's finish it off with this question. Uh, what are you excited about to, to come? What's uh, you know, what's stirring in your brain plans. It can be, you know, it can be your opportunity to shameless plug something that's coming up. That's just fine with me. What are you excited yeah. about, uh, about the future of, of citizen supply? Yeah. Other than like that COVID curve coming down and, you know, mm-hmm. people being able to be reintroduced, I think that's going to be like such a, that's going to be such a good season. And yeah. I know again, like at the right time at the right place, it needs to happen. So I'm not there to rush it. I'm just saying like when it happens, I think it's going to be sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one thing, you know, so with our journey, like our store is so big, we've always been like just feeding into the brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. Um, and so COVID hit us pretty hard when it's like, oh shit, like our site, we don't, we basically don't have a website, you know? <laughs> um, and it was always in our plan, but it was just like, you know, it, it's a, it's a, that's a whole nother company. That's a whole yeah. nother, you know, deal. Um, yeah. And so we have, we're really excited about focusing on, you know, the digital side of our business, like on the marketing and on the, you know, when I say marketing, I mean like storytelling, like how do we, how do we give the experience of citizen in a digital way? And so our site, I'm not saying go right now because it's like this, that's something we're pumped about. It's good. Mm -hmm. It's getting better every single day, but we're really excited about bringing a online solution um, that that, like, you know, omni-channel is the buzzword, right? But like Mm -hmm. something that is like giving a great experience that's bringing awareness to the brands online. Like we really just want to be a very solid partner for these vendors, right? Like, I mean, they've got their Etsy site or like they sell it on Amazon or things like that. Like we just want to be a really strong component to their business as they grow their own brand. So I think that like in some ways people be like, Oh, I'm just competing with that brand online, but it's really like customers have a million ways to get to a site. So it's just like yeah. awareness that is a rising tide. Like you just get more places for a customer to find it. And we're looking sure. forward to just really growing that and, and just tell that story and, and get better about that being clearer with like who these brands are, like how they make their stuff. And um, you know, just like that core thing. Cause again, as the barriers to, making product comes down like you know like kind of anybody can start some of these brands because it's so accessible we really need to focus on not making this just a price play you know like this is like about the people that are behind the product and so I'm excited about that I'm really looking forward to um you know this summer I think that we're going to see you know that might be like hey we are feeling like we can walk outside and walk through ponds and you know and like I don't know. Like, I feel like that's going to be kind of one of our, our first times, like breathe, you know, the fresh air outside, you know, and, um, but you know, I might be wrong and and it'll be okay. Cause we'll just keep, you know, going with the flow. But I think that like, there's a lot of exciting things to come, which I'm just, like I said, season of joy. I'm looking forward to it. It's great, man. Well, um, I think it's, it's appropriate for us all in, in this season of life to, to say congratulations for surviving to this point. You know, it's, it's been a long, hard year, you know, thinking about this, this week last year and just sort of how, you know, everything changed for us. It has definitely provided some perspective for me. Um, so yeah, congratulations. Um, best of luck moving forward, Phil, and, and let us know if there's anything uh, we can do on our end to, to help the cause, but keep up the great work. Appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate it very much. Love being with you, man. 
You can find Citizen Supply on the second floor of Pont City Market. Head on in and support these local Atlanta entrepreneurs and artists. Can't make it out? No worries. You can shop on their website, citizensupply.com. Atlanta Born and Brand is a production of Connext Media. We're a full-service digital media company focused on helping small businesses tell their story in the most effective way they can. If you'd like to tell the story of your business, we would love to help. You can find us at connectsatl.com. Make sure to subscribe to Atlanta Born and Brand and Apple Podcasts or wherever you happen to be listening. If you like the show, we'd really appreciate a review and a rating. And of course, share it with your friends. Keep up with the show on social media. We're at ATL Born Brand on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also like our Atlanta Born and Brand Facebook page. Finally, you can find all the previous episodes of the show on our website, atlborn.com. For Atlanta Born and Brand and Connects Media, I'm Jonathan Hilliard. Thanks for listening, and I'll see y'all soon.